I don't usually do a separate audio intro for my guests, but this episode is so awesome. It's so packed with great information on YouTube video ads from Tom Breeze, the guy that's doing guys like Frank Kern and Amy Porterfield's ads, big, huge, multi-million dollar YouTube ad programs, and he's giving away his secrets on here. But one of the big things he talks about is creating a strategy for marketing to the situation. And that's what the entire book, Right Story, Right Time, is all about, is creating that video marketing strategy. So that no matter if you're doing YouTube ads or if you're doing Facebook ads or whatever type of marketing you're doing, you have a strategy always in place. If you want to get a free audio preview of Right Story, Right Time, just go to iangarlic.com slash audio preview or click in the show notes. Uh, it, it's a great way for you to create the strategy to help you implement exactly what Tom Breeze is talking about. Combine this with his course and you are going to rock it. In a world full of boring stories, bad videos, and marketing misinformation, one very tall man with a weird last name will use his microphone. on. Use his video marketing knowledge. It's the red button, right? And use his friends. Please be on the show. To change that. You are listening to The Garlic Marketing Show with Ian. What? No, that's how you pronounce it. Well, if you say so, your host, Ian Garlic. Welcome to an awesome garlic marketing show. This one's video specific, and I've got the video expert when it comes to YouTube ads. Joining us late in the day for him, Tom Breeze from Viewability. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here. I love talking to you because we, we both know video, we both know SEO, and you have an SEO background, but now you're in YouTube ads, and you've done, you're working on YouTube ads for some of the big names too. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your business and who you're working with. Yeah, okay, cool. So we obviously called Viewability. Um, the one thing we do is YouTube advertising. So if you're familiar with going to YouTube and you're just about to watch a video and a video pops up in front of it and you've got a pre-roll ad, that's the sort of stuff we do. So basically, we annoy the whole of the world. <laughs> <laughs> In a, but we do it in a, in a much better way than just how everyone else does it. But the way that we work is to kind of like make sure that we work in a way where we focus on YouTube and ensure that we kind of get much more reach for clients, get a really good return on investment as well. And we actually build the agency in a way where we only get paid on results. So we do all the video creation, we do all the ads ourselves, we fund the ad accounts. And then when we get results of the client, we get paid. So uh, that's kind of like we we know that the techniques that we're about to share on this podcast is going to be useful for stu- uh, for people because it, it's actually the stuff that works. So that should be cool. But we do it for like Frank Kern, Amy Porterfield, Neil Patel, Brenda Bouchard. There's a whole host of the internet marketing type, um, type big name sort of thing that we end up running the YouTube ads for. And uh, yeah, we're doing a pretty good job at the moment. So it's good fun. Awesome. Yeah. And we've had Neil on. We've had a few of those people on. And, you know, Neil was number one entrepreneur in the world from Entrepreneur Magazine, number one marketer. And that's a big kudo that he's using you guys. How did you get into doing YouTube ads? Good question. So if we kind of rewind back to like the very beginning, when I was like studying as a student, when I was much younger, I studied psychology. And I, I truly believe that that's really the strength of what I'm able to do now with, with advertising. So I can really put myself in the customer's shoes, understand what they're going through, and therefore know 
how to like meet that customer with what they want to find out more about. So that was like when I like when I first started anything to do with understanding human psychology. That's really started this whole journey, I suppose. Um, so I did my undergraduate and did a dissertation, and then I did on went on to do my masters and my thesis. Um, and from there, I actually went to go and work doing my own business, um, working with people like on a one-to-one basis for performance, but in business. So I'd help people really, I really focused on public speaking. So how to deliver a really good presentation in a confident way. And that was my first business. And when I first started running that business, I did all the traditional advertising and marketing that we're all familiar with, things like yellow pages, for example. And um, I promoted hard. I spent a lot of money with that with that sort of promotion and got nothing, not one phone call whatsoever. I was like, ah, okay. I thought this was going to be the, the easy thing. Um, but getting customers, I realized it was really tough. I knew that what I had was really good, but I, I didn't get many customers um, until I got a leaflet through the door from um, AdWords. And they were like, hey, look, 30 pounds, which is about $50 on us. Go and spend it. And... Um, if you set up your account, you can have it for free. And I was like, okay, well, it can't hurt. And I remember I ran the first day of advertising and spent, 30, spent the whole budget in one day um, for £30. And this is back in the good old days. It's like 2007 almost. And um, I got two phone calls and two clients from that first day. And each client was worth to me £240, which is about $350 or so. And I was like, wow, 30 30 pounds or $50 spend and like nearly 600 back. I was like, this is great. And uh, <laughs> so I did the same thing the next day. And all of a sudden my business just took off. I was like, wow, I, I can, I can nail this. This is going really well. Um, and then like it got more and more competitive over the years, as everyone knows, AdWords got more and more competitive. And then the, the one thing that got me into video was, um, I was working with a mentor who was helping me become a really good speaker and what, well, <laughs> I would like to think I'm a relatively good speaker. I've lost all those techniques long, long time ago. <laughs> but um, as you can probably tell by this podcast, but the what I um, what I ended up doing was working with them, uh, work, working with my mentor, and he was like, "Hey, look, why don't you try and have a video on your website?" And at that time, no one in the UK, especially some people in the US, were doing video, but no one in the UK were doing video. And I was like, "Okay, sorry, I'll work out how to do it." And I remember I had to go down to my parents to buy, like, to borrow their uh, video camera we used to use for holidays and things. <laughs> I had like a dictaphone in my pocket that would have like a mic, and oh god, it was it was a dreadful setup. But I, I I did it. I got the video done. It took me so many takes, and I put the video on the front page of my website. And um, I that took a long time to work out how to do as well in the in the good old days. And I ran my traffic that was running from um, AdWords already, and my conversion rate. Um, tripled overnight. So it went from 7% to 23%. So three times as many people were deciding to contact me to um, book in a session with me. And all of a sudden I was like, ah, okay, there's something in this video game. And it was enough for me to go heavy into video. I started creating more and more video about how to speak in public. I got loads of views on YouTube, started getting lots of business coming through the door um, from just natural promotion on YouTube. And I ran a, uh, a, se- a session with like 10, actually probably more than that, I can't remember how, exactly how many, but it was a, a session with entrepreneurs um, on how to speak in public. And all of them were there because they wanted to learn how to do video and speak on video. And so that kind of clicked a, a light bulb in my head because they all wanted to start having videos on their website. And all of a sudden I went down that route. Um, and then that naturally progressed into 
creating videos for clients and then doing some SEO, so doing the titles, tags, descriptions. I built the whole agency around that to begin with. And um, then when the SEO world got tough with things like um, the Panda and Penguin and Hummingbird updates that screwed up so many websites, and um, and it, lo and behold, it happened with video as well. All of our clients that were paying us a lot of money per month, I started looking at doing some advertising. And I ran some YouTube ads when kind of no one had really done it before. And all of a sudden, I was realizing that results we were getting from advertising was so much better than SEO. Um, and I was like, wow, I, I don't have to pay for all these, all these staff to, to build everything and run everything. It's just I just pay Google to run these ads. <laughs> and uh, I was like, this is easy. This is like much easier. Um, and so at that point, I was like, right, I've got some experience in AdWords from my, my first business. I know how to run AdWords. But now I'm just doing video on AdWords and uh, running those ads on YouTube. And it was just getting really good results for all of our clients. Or I wouldn't say all of them, but the vast majority of them really had a good audience already on YouTube. And we could just find that it was a natural progression for the, for the agency. And so I just decided to say, all right, we're going to spend all of our time just working out how to advertise in the best way on YouTube. And um, that was quite a few years ago now, but like that's all we do today. Like We haven't taken our focus off that. It's just our essential priority is just getting... YouTube ads working for clients, and um, we're getting pretty good at it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I love that you're that focused, too, because in the agency world, you know, we have our, our common friend, Jason Swank, uh, talks about that. We talk about it all the time, and, you know, if someone goes out to hire someone, and they're not highly focused, and they're like, I do everything, I'm like, we concentrate on video, like, video storytelling, and that alone is hard, and we then outsource to work with companies like yourself to do YouTube ads. Um, mm. And it, because it's just changing so fast, isn't it? I mean, even if you do YouTube ads, it changes every day, right? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't quite change as much as Facebook ads. So when people see all these new things that are coming out with Facebook, it's amazing. It's a really fast evolving platform. We don't. We did do a bit of Facebook advertising because if we're going to create a video with a client, it just made sense to say, well, we can run it on Facebook as well. But we pulled back from that as well because it's just so difficult as an agency to concentrate on more than doing one thing exceptionally well sort of thing so we just looked at youtube and said you know what this is our niche this is what we're really used to we know the people on youtube and we know how people act on youtube and what they're up to and we just know how, how to have a message that resonates with people on youtube it's very different to facebook and that's why a lot of people that try and migrate across from facebook to youtube don't really get it to work very well um and it's because they think that like, oh i can just run the same ads on facebook and it should just work on youtube it's a very different platform um so it requires a different approach but um yeah for me i'm running the agency I, I just realized that if we just have a team that just know what they're doing with youtube ads and we can build the standard operating procedures but also know how to be creative with the adverts it's it's an easy um i wouldn't say it's easy but it's a it's a simple um way of thinking about things because we've just done it for so long yeah and I think you make a, a huge point there in the difference in platforms and the difference of usage, right? Mm. And, and understanding that it's not the same thing when you go, you're not telling the same story, you're not doing the same video. It can be similar content, but it has to be rearranged differently, right? What are the big changes that you see when you have to go from Facebook to YouTube as far as content goes? Yeah, so I see that um, if you're going onto Facebook as a user, you go to Facebook and you're there because you want to connect with your community and your friends or your, like if you're there as an entrepreneur, you want to meet your customers there and you know that there's, your customers are all there and there's going to be, you can get in front of your customers based on their interests and who they are um, and their kind of like 
um, almost like their character traits. So we kind of know their demographics, we know what they're interested in. But when you go to YouTube, you're going there for a reason, you're going there for a purpose, and, you're, and you have like a level of intent to find out more information. So on YouTube, there's like a 50%, it's actually uh, just a little bit more, 53% of people go to YouTube because they wanna be inspired. Either they wanna um, follow someone they're really interested in, they want to watch a extreme sports video or surfing video or maybe a music video of some sort. That's like more of a recreational but a passion interest type audience. But the other half of people, like 47% of people that go into YouTube, are going there because they want to either know something, do something, or buy something. And for me, I love getting in front of that type of audience because they're already motivated. So mm -hmm. on Facebook, if you're advertising to that audience, first of all, you're getting into their um, profile. And it's, I find it not frustrating, but I, I do find that on Facebook, like if I go to a website, all of a sudden I'm bombarding on, on my Facebook profile newsfeed by those ads of that company. And yeah. that's just good advertising from their standpoint but it's I feel like it's my profile it's my home almost it's where I've set up with my friends and now you're advertising in my space sort of thing um, whereas with YouTube I go to YouTube to find information and if I see ads that are relevant and useful um, because I want to find out more about how to speak in public for example and I see an ad that is about how to speak in public I'm interested I'm listening to what they have to say um, and so the ad is it comes up at the right time and so I can find that a lot more um, useful as a platform to advertise there because the pe the users that are use the people that are going to YouTube are already motivated. They already want to find information, want to know, do or buy something. And so when you show an ad in front of them, they're much more likely to consume it as long as it's a good ad. If you go out with like the classic um, like shopping channel TV type advertising, that's going to annoy everybody. But if you go in with the intent to say, how can I help the user in the best way here? then you'll tend to find that if you get that in front of the right audience, they're going to lap it up and love it and then want to find out more naturally about your business and what you do. I love that. And, and you said a big thing, intention. And YouTube's an intention-based place versus attention, where you have to get someone's attention in Facebook and you have to divert them away from their grandkids and babies and dogs. You know YouTube, <laughs> yeah. people are going there with intention. And, and that's a big distinction I don't think a lot of people make because they just think video, right? And, and yeah. And that's a huge opportunity. Um, how do you how do you sync that up? You say, here's the we figure out the intention. Is it pure? Or do you go purely? Okay, we know they're looking for this, and you're like this person. Or do you try and get further ahead? Okay, so I'll, I'll explain it, and then I'll wrap it up with a story. I think it will make more sense. Like, so I think in today's day and world, I think that like with digital marketing, we we forget that it's still humans online. <laughs> we think it's just numbers and people there that are, are just like, oh my God, we can get in front of five billion views on YouTube every single day. <laughs> and if you think like that and you think that's the opportunity, you, you're starting off on the wrong foot, right? Um, it's good that there's lots of people going there, sure, but it's more a case of is your audience going there? And um, if, we, if we rewound like the time like, and the clock by 30 years and you had a physical store on a high street or a main street, you know you'd have three different types of customers. You'd have people that are walking past that would stop and look in, like look through the window, like window shoppers, because they're interested in what it is you do. Like if you've got products in the window and they stop because they're interested in that, that's the window shopper type of kind of customer you might have. Then if they were really interested and they want to find out more information, you'd they would come in the store. And so you'd have your in-store customers. And those people are likely to ask lots of questions about the different products that you have. And your sales representatives will likely 
kind of like give them a, a good idea about what product might be right for the customer and just help them and like guide them towards making a sale. And then you have the next level of customer, which is your almost like your customer at the checkout. They know your company, they know who you are, they know probably what product they want to buy, and then they're just there at the checkout ready to buy. Maybe they've got a couple of questions, maybe need a bit more assurance before they make a purchase. But there's there's that sort of customer as well. So you've got your window shoppers, you've got your in-store customers, and you've got your at the checkout customers. Exactly the same audience are on online and on in, in digital space. But just because we don't find it easy to target those um, different types of customers and know how to get in front of them, we feel like, okay, well, we can just put one message out and just advertise to everybody and hopefully some people are gonna like it. That's like TV advertising or radio advertising. And most of the time it's annoying. But with the benefit of YouTube, you can get in front of all different types of audience. So on, on YouTube, you can get in front of the audience that are the window shoppers. They are showing an interest. They might be watching videos of your competitor, for example, and you can get in front of them. Um, like on YouTube, if they're showing an interest because they like certain um, kind of like similar seminars that you might go to or books and authors, um, if they like that, then they're likely to be interested in what your product has uh, to offer. Um, so there's that kind of window shoppers that are easy to get in front of on Facebook and also on YouTube. The in-store customers, the people that are searching and doing research and asking questions and watching videos about different products, then those people tend to be on easy to target on YouTube. Because if they're typing in keywords and watching certain videos, we can show our ads in front of those videos in particular. And therefore, we're really getting in front of them at a time when they are showing a lot of active intent. They're saying, hey, look, I'm very interested in what it is that you guys do because you know that they're already searching for it. And then you have like the in, uh, like the checkout customers, the people that are ready to buy, are either looking for videos online about different types of products, um, so they're actually like searching for the actual product title and, or watching videos about a demo of a certain product or an unboxing video, for example, um, or you've got your remarketing traffic. They may have been to your website already, and again, that can be tapped into on Facebook or YouTube, and you can run those sorts of ads to those people that have already gone to your website, maybe signed up for something you've got as a freebie, and you can run ads to those audiences as well. So it's, it's understanding the mindset of your customer, knowing where they are at right now, like maybe they are window shoppers, maybe they're in-store customers, maybe they're checkout customers, they still exist online, but our message, and it's exactly what you just said a second ago, Ian, is that you need to make sure that if it's like a, if it's a window shopper, we, na we naturally need to grab their attention. So the video has to start with that in mind. If, if, you're, um, if you're on YouTube looking for information on something, you don't necessarily need to be like grabbed attention. Your, your attention doesn't need to be grabbed. It's already there. Your attention is already looking for something. So we can start the video with straight away like, hey, look, let me give you three tips that are really useful for you to solve the problem that you're currently looking for. That just goes straight into content. That's just so much more helpful for the, for the user. Um, or if they're kind of checking out, if they're kind of like really close to making a purchase, you don't need to necessarily do the whole attention grabbing and the loads of content. You can just say, hey, look, if you're looking to buy this product, let me just show you some different options available to you. And you go straight into more of a sales message at that point, especially if they know who you are already, if they're warm traffic, that's an easy win for a lot of people. And the way that I look at it is like, um, so, just last year in April, I ran the London Marathon, and one of my friends pulled out close to the uh, one of my friends pulled out um, close to the um, actual um, marathon itself. 
with 12 weeks to go and it was for charity it's one of our friends who unfortunately passed away um a while ago but um our friends we had like a whatsapp group and they said hey look this guy can't run anymore is anyone up for doing it and stupidly i said yeah i'll do it never run a marathon before in my life didn't have a clue or what to expect said i'd do it and the first thing i did i went to uh, google straight away and typed in how to run a marathon now it always said i'll do it <laughs> and it said do not attempt to run a marathon this is the first blog post i read do not attempt to run a marathon unless you've got 18 weeks of training um like definitely done sort of thing i was like great i've got 12 weeks to go i haven't done any exercise for a long time <laughs> and i was like i need to get myself to, like my act together and so at that point i was in a moment, we call it, of like, um, I need a lot of information and I need a lot of products and I need to kind of get myself ready for this. And I typed in like marathon training plans. That was one of the first thing I typed in. And I started consuming a lot of content. And throughout that whole process, you can imagine I was in the market all of a sudden for running like marathon running shoes. I would have been interested in lots of different products. I would have been interested if a physio said, hey, look, I can help you. Um, I would have been interested if hotels advertised to me saying on the day before, why don't you stay with us so you get a good night's sleep and you can be at the start line at the right time. All these different people could have advertised to me because I was in the moment of need of wanting to find out all I need to do about the London Marathon. But again, like no one was advertising to me at that point. And, and that's the thing is that our customers, your customers, my customers, everyone who's listening to this, your customers are already looking, they're already searching. And it's just understanding where they're at right now, what they're doing, and how can we tap into that with a message that's going to actually resonate with them. So it's like, say, for example, for me, I was definitely ready. I was at a checkout stage of buying some marathon shoes, like some running shoes. I would have bought any running shoes if someone said, these are the best in the market right now. If you're running the London Marathon, buy these. I would have bought them straight away. Whereas um, if it was for a physio, for example, they could have easily advertised on a keyword like marathon training plans and said to me, hey, look, did you know, this could be the video that interrupted me, they could have said, hey, did you know that the number one thing stopping people from running the marathon, even with all their training, is lower back pain? And let me show you three exercises that can help you um, stretch out before you do any running, for example. And at the end of that, it could have easily been like, hey, look, but if you ever do get any injury, give us a call. Here's our numbers. Here's our details. Sign up for a marathon training plan on our website or something like that. And the physio, I would have definitely signed up for that. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't necessarily bought straight away, but I would have been definitely interested. Um, and then like, the hotels could have said, hey, look, we're doing a marathon special. So the night before, come and stay with us. We are putting on a marathon feast the night before so you eat the right stuff so you're full of energy the next day and we also do massages straight after the marathon at the hotel anything like that would have been an easy thing for me to purchase and they would have got my money straight away but um as a result i had to go and do loads of research but that's the thing these these companies are missing these opportunities and so if you can if we can think about where our customers are going and what they're up to then you can tap into those moments and give them a really good message that really resonates with them and that's what we do, really. That's that's the whole agency approach, really. I love it. And the biggest thing that, you know, I, I see this in all great marketers is understanding the person's situation, right? We buy because of the situation we're in. And, we don't buy, and the fact that, you know, all those three different buyer personas that you talked about could be one person at different times, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and additionally, too, I mean, after the marathon, that physio can be like, is your back still hurting? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, yeah. what to do after your feet hurt at the marathon? Yeah, I mean, th then it's just a whole conversation to be had. Um, 
So how do you do do this for, for your clients? How do you figure that out? What, what's the, your process for doing that? So the, so the first wave of activity is to, um, we actually think about, like there's normally like a big idea that the, that the client will have, but it's saying like, okay, here's what I want to do. And it might be, I wanna make sure that, let's, let's say for example, they're running a webinar or they're selling a book. There's gonna be a topic around that webinar or that book, for example, and they say, here's what it is, this is what we talk about, and I wanna get in front of people that would be interested in this topic. So we start there and say, okay, well, brilliant. If, if people are, are thinking about this type of thing, what would they be up to? What, what typically sends them that way? Now, most of the time, there's going to be a pretty obvious like starting point where we say, right, if people are searching for this content already, great. That's, that's like we just type in the keyword and make sure there's some search volume there. And that's normally a pretty easy starting place. So you, most of the clients we work with, there's, there's going to be a normal, natural keyword that people type in to find that sort of that sort of kind of stuff so there's normally some easy wins there like if i was running a marathon for example um as we talked about earlier then nike for example would know if someone types in marathon training plans that's still a good time to advertise to me um and what we do is we create a video one video but has all those three messages uh, that need to resonate with the different types of customer so it's kind of hacking this approach of advertising really we create one video that taps into a bit of attention to begin with to grab the window shoppers then it'll go into a a bit of advice and so it's like the three a's so we go um attention like that's the way that we create the video to begin with like start with something like hey did you know that and then you would like grab their attention by kind of like talking a little bit about the topic they may be interested in then we'll give really good advice now in the videos we create we won't just say hey, we've got the greatest thing ever and we're so great and we're amazing. We demonstrate our value by actually giving the value. So we say, here's three things you can do to improve your marathon running, for example, or whatever it is that people might have. Now, it might be a case study. If it's a product, you might demo the product and tell people why it's so good, for example, and the things that it can do. Um, and you're trying to give really good advice, even like stuff that would mean that people kind of could even leave the video and know they're they're better for it. They're kind of like they've got some really good value from the video. Because the other thing is, we can always get them through remarketing. <laughs> if they leave the video and we're given a good good experience, we'll tap them up with some um, with some uh, remarketing there. Um, but we also want to make that first impression that we have with them so powerful that they think this is like some of the best stuff I've seen, and it's so good that even if I did leave, they you've left a really positive impression in their mind. Um, and then the final thing we do is we make sure that we have a really clear action. So we say, like a call to action, like here's exactly what you need to do next to take advantage, but make sure it's a really relevant offer as well. A lot of the time we promote clients and we know the audience wants something, but they're trying to sell something else. And we often say to them, okay, look, we can, we can sell what you've got, but we might need to have something before that. Get them to know, like, and trust you and then sell them what they need later, but sell them what they want there at that, mo that moment in time. And that's the most important thing, really. Um, so we create this one video, starts with a bit of attention, goes into really good advice, followed by a really strong call to action. And we, we follow that formula for pretty much every client. We, we throw in some credibility, of course. We, we try and make it a bit kind of like engaging in different ways and tell a really good story. And Ian, I'm sure that listeners have listened to you and know how to do that. Um, and we put that together. But the, the magic is, is that we know then that from that video, if we're getting in front of window shoppers, we show them the whole video. 
if we're getting in front of a audience that are already searching for it as we have, we kind of take that first attention section of the video off and we just start with the, let me show you three things that are gonna be really helpful for you to run a marathon. And so that will be the starting point of the video. So it's just like we've taken the first maybe 30 seconds of the video off the video and start with content and run that to the in-store customer audience. Um, and then if we're getting in front of like a really warm, uh, hot traffic that already know who we are, we don't even include the advice sometimes. We just start with, hey, the webinar starts this evening, go and check it out, it's gonna be full of really good content, click here and go and register your place for the webinar tonight or go and grab the book or whatever the offer might be. And we just start with that action then. Um, but we only normally run that sort of video to a really warm audience that have yet to sign up. And, um, and it means that we just say to the client, go and film this one video, but it really means that we can create three videos out of it. Um, and it gives us enough to start the advertising process because the first time you advertise, the first day is going to be horrible. The stats are going to look horrible. <laughs> but um, after a couple of days, you can then say, okay, well, we, we've seen some good results here. Let's ramp up in those areas and let's turn off the bits that didn't work. <clears throat> and the, in the vast majority of cases, if you've got created a good video that people are engaging with and you are targeting your audience in an intelligent way, then you should see really good results. Um, but the great thing is it's all tracked. All the data is there for you. AdWords are very good at that. So you can see what, where the problem lies. If you're getting loads of views, loads of engagement, loads of clicks back to the website and no one's signing up, then of course the offer might be wrong. <laughs> That's the, it's, it's an obvious, you can obviously see like where there's drop off sometimes. Um, or if, if no one's engaging with the video and no one likes it, but your targeting is really strong, then you're going to find that like, okay, well, the video is just not good enough. We need to replace that video. And we've had that before. We know with clients, we've taken a slightly different creative angle that's just not worked. And so we go back to the basics and we say, okay, well, what do your customers really want again? Let's create a video that really resonates with that. And very quickly we find that like, okay, yeah, it was the first video we created, didn't nail it. And now we've got a good video and it's, it's working incredibly well. Um, so it's it's kind of just understanding that you're not going to get it right first time round. Uh, we never we never get it perfect first time round. But get started, see where the data lies, and then say, right, great, we can build from here. And that's normally the best approach to take. So for those of you listening, this sounds familiar because we've talked about uh, the strategy first formula. Tom and I have not talked about this ahead of time, but you can see that's where you start, right? We haven't talked tactic at all. You haven't talked. A specific part of YouTube that that one YouTube hack it starts a strategy because that way when it stops working you can go back and look at the strategy right precisely yeah I mean YouTube really help out right so the whole ecosystem of YouTube is is so useful for everybody so um, if you think about it you've got the person that's created the video that you might want to advertise in front of that's kind of one person you've got YouTube as another entity You've got yourself who wants to advertise, and you've also got the person that's viewing the videos. There's four people there, and YouTube have built it in such a way where everyone benefits. So as an advertiser, I advertise, and when I spend my money, um, YouTube will take 55% of my money. The person that created the video that I'm advertising on their video, they take 45% of my money, so they get a good deal as well. Um, so that's how all these people that are YouTubers make a lot of money. Um, and as the advertiser, they've set it up in such a way where I only pay when I um, when a viewer watches past 30 seconds of the video that I've created. So if someone like presses skip ad button before 30 seconds is up, I won't pay a penny. It's beautiful. So it means it's very easy for me to only pay for people that engage with my video. And the great thing about this is that 
AdWords also tracks how people are engaging with my video. So if no one's watching my video or if loads of people leave my video before 30 seconds is up, then YouTube will see that and think, well, not many people are liking your video. So they'll stop it from showing in lots of areas and it'll, and it'll cost me a lot more money. So for the, for the person that's on YouTube watching videos, they're not gonna see bad videos for a long time um, because they'll just kind of get too expensive to run. So the content creator's making money, YouTube are making money, the user's getting a good experience, and as an advertiser, I only pay when people engage in my videos. It's everyone wins from the whole ecosystem there. And unlike somewhere like Facebook, where it's like all your money goes straight to Facebook, and then um, your like the profile that your hub you built is just being hijacked by ads all the time. It's like it's not a great ecosystem there. Whereas with YouTube, it is. Um, obviously, I would say that because I'm a YouTube ads like aficionado, but uh, that's because I love it. But I just I just see it like this. I see it like the platform of YouTube is here to stay for a long time, but it's it's not as easy to crack straight away than somewhere somewhere like Facebook. But there's a, there's a beauty in that in terms of if you master it, not many people are going to master it. And it's not that difficult to master it. You just need to think, as you quite rightly say, strategy first, and then know the system's there to help you. Um, and um, and it's, it's a great place to be. So I, I'm, I'm excited because I want, I want to stop it right now and go make YouTube ads. <laughs> but you know, I, many times I do podcasts and like the person I'm speaking to is like, right, okay, let's stop this. I need to go and do some YouTube ads. Right <laughs> so you know you're doing you're you're doing a great job because uh, you know two things. First of all, I, I don't know if you saw yesterday, but Facebook there's there was a report that Facebook's going to go the YouTube model and split the ads with the 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 video creators. So oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that'll date this podcast a little bit, so we'll see what happens with that because it, it's still an intention versus attention, um, mm. and how effective that would be. But obviously, all the listeners can't hire you, uh, so they have smaller budgets, whatever. But you have a resource out there uh, that I think is really cool. Can you tell us about that and that story of success? Because I think it's awesome. Because everyone's like, "Well, my business isn't for it," but it's not your typical business, right? And it, that you're talking about in here. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, it was about, it must be about a year ago now, I I, I wanted to document down what we do. And I, and really, the the way I wanted to start this was for my internal team to be able to see how we do things and like a live demonstration with a client. I thought this would be really good if I build it out so they could, my team could watch it and replicate the success each time, so to speak. Um, so what we, what I did is I went out to the studio. We had like a five camera setup, and we had like a me, um, like a person that was like interviewing me as well, and then we also had a business owner. So there's three of us sitting in the studio, and um, from start to finish across one day, we do everything. So we talk about the strategy. We think about kind of like a bit of keyword research, where we want to show the ads, um, and kind of like go through that process. So it'd be easy for any business because I want my I wanted my team to know how to do it for any type of business that comes on board. And we sat there, and I didn't touch anything because I thought if I touch it, if I touch the computer, then people will think, oh, it's me that's done my magic or whatever yeah. it is. <laughs> so I said I'm not allowed to touch the computer all day. And Anthony, the guy who sat there, who's a business owner who sold kites. Um, I said to him, look, you are the person that has to do everything. So if there's any questions you have or you don't know where to click, I can point where to click, but you have to do the actions. Um, so we set it all up and he set up his YouTube account. He set up his AdWords account, linked it all up. Everything was recorded and um, we had created a video. So we, we showed how we created the video and um, then he started running his ads 
And I didn't, I didn't actually know. So all I was interested in is like getting it set up properly so my team could do it. And he called me about a week later and said, hey, look, these, these YouTube ads work right, don't they? I was like, well, I hope they're working well. Yeah, that's the whole idea. And um, so he, three weeks later, he did this testimonial for us. And it was like 21 days in. And for every dollar he spent on his YouTube ads, he was getting $6 back um, from sales. And he was selling kites. So he was going after like, um, like a dad's, um, who are interested in like outdoor activities and might be going on a holiday soon. And we did some clever targeting there so we can get in front of the, exactly the right sort of um, customer. And um, so he ran these ads and he was like, he was blown away. And I was, I was pretty blown away by the results because I wasn't expecting it either. Um, and uh, so yeah, so every dollar he spends, he gets $6 back and it's beautiful because it's all documented, it's all in there. And, um, and so my intention was to not really sell it as a product. I just wanted to have it as the internal team. And then um, I thought, you know what? It's the products created. I know all my clients do incredibly well from, from the promotions that we do with them. So um, I decided to uh, just um, release. I put it all up on like a platform called Teachable, and so it's really easy to go through it all and, and follow along, and it's all documented easily in there. Um, and there's some software tools that I've added in there as well. So if people want to get it, they just need to go to um, it's viewability.co.uk, and there's a there's a tab there. Um, that's kind of like got training on it. So um, we've actually just recently done a website recreation, uh, redesign sort of thing. But very soon you'll see the tab in there because it is in there. Um, and um, you can look around, but it's called the YouTube Ads Workshop. It's 200 bucks right now. I don't know if it's going to change in price or anything, but um, that's what it is selling at right now. And um, it's, uh, yeah, we've um, we've done, we've, lots of people buy it, which is great, and lots of people get great results. But it's, it wasn't didn't start off with this like product of like, Hey, I want to make this good for everybody. It was like purely my team, and um, but it's very easy to go through it and get the results. So um, yeah, That's if anyone's awesome. do it, it's good. That is fantastic, and I, I I tell this to people all the time because they're like, well, two hundred bucks, or and I'm like, listen, if I told you that next year Apple was going to go up, the Apple stock was going to go up twenty percent, thirty percent, you'd be like, oh, let me get all my money for my family and put it in there. And you're talking about a six to one. If I told you Apple was going to be six times what it was worth, you'd be like, yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> so yeah. for 200 bucks, even if you get a third of the results of this guy, you're getting a huge return on investment. That's amazing. That's so cool. I'm excited to watch it. Uh, and I know because of who you work with, I've talked to other people that it, it works for them. It works across markets. Uh, and YouTube, you know, one thing we didn't talk about, and I tell people all the time, it's the second most used search engine out there, right? Yeah. And even if you get in front of someone for 15 seconds with your face and your product, you don't pay for it, and you get in front of someone for 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, 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 most, the most powerful thing of all of this that we haven't really talked about, and of course, there's a huge opportunity with the number of views and the bigger search or the second biggest search engine. And you can also get your YouTube ads, um, or sorry, not your YouTube ads, but your YouTube videos, like on a Google search. So it, mm -hmm. you can actually get your like um, videos on the biggest platform as well. But the biggest thing of all about this, um, in my opinion, is the fact that like when you show a video, a good quality video that's full of not necessarily shot really well, but more cases like the content's really strong, and you get that in front of your customers, the the image and the like, so you've got the visuals, you've got the auditory, um, auditory they can hear what you're saying, and you've got the, the actual content of it as well. They're, they're getting such an experience, and they're also in that search mentality, so they're already looking for stuff. You're gonna, if you give a really good experience, they're not gonna forget you. Um, there's a study um, 
done by like um, a guy called David Rubin uh, quite a while back um, in the 80s. But before his study, everyone believed that, um, or the psychological kind of society, I suppose, used to think that like your brain works rather like files in a filing cabinet. So you get a memory, it goes into a file or folder, into the filing cabinet, and every time you want to remember it, it's like you're bringing it back out again, mentally. Mm. Um, and he said, look, it's, it's not like that at all, because if you think about a memory, like think of like the first line of the word, or the first line of Hey Jude by the Beatles, you hear it, then you hear Paul McCartney's voice, and you might hit, remember something that you that you went through when you first heard that song. Or if you think about the taste of a watermelon, you don't just think about the taste, you think about what you see. You see the, like, the green rind, the red fruit. Um, and all these um, memories are actually kind of like like connected with each other. And he said, like, all of our memories are like this. And the more, when we kind of like speak or when we communicate with someone, the more different memory structures are so like, not just your visuals, but your auditory, your, your feelings and what you learn, etc. The more time you have with someone, it's like the more um, hooks and loops you're putting in their brain. It's, it works like Velcro, almost like a video can be like Velcro in a way that if your message is really strong and you've got really good visuals, people just don't forget you and your video. Even if they leave, they'll see it a week later and they'll be like, oh my God, yeah, it's that guy again. I remember he had a really, he gave me really good experience about learning how to do this. I'll never forget that person. And that's what's so strong. If you showed an image ad, they'll forget it. If you show a text ad, they'll forget it. If you show a video ad, I mean, we could all remember like childhood adverts when we saw them on TV and we can probably even remember the jingles and like, and the visuals and what it all looked like because we're, we're suckered into it, right? Because like, that's exactly how our brains remember things like visually. Mm -hmm. And when you get a good video in front of your audience, they don't forget you. They remember you for a positive reason if your video is good. And the branding of that is just so powerful for so many years to come. So. For me, yes, the ROI of running YouTube ads is, is really exciting, but it's also about your users having a really good experience with you and remembering that and not forgetting you ever. Yeah, and, and to your point too, there's some recent studies done too that you know if the video connects with a person enough and you have that connection part of the video up front and you drive that empathy, it actually, they, this one study, and Paul Zak is actually, the guy who did the study is gonna be on the podcast in a few episodes. Um, that we drive up oxytocin levels for your video mm -hmm. and increases yeah. empathy and it, which oxy, the increased empathy increases someone's likelihood not only to pay attention to but, but buy from you so it's crazy it, it, they, there's a lot of studies out there about like heightened states um, and when you have a heightened state of some sort your memory records a lot quicker and it remembers things it's like light bulb memories it's like if you have something that really shocks you and kind of like is a big bit of news or anything like that, like don't want to mention it too much, but like 9-11, for example, everyone remembers where they were, what they were doing to the point where you know what clothes you're wearing, who you're with, what everyone said, because yeah. your mind is in such a shocked moment that it records everything because it's like a survival thing. And it's the same thing to a certain extent with video. If you have a really good connection, it's, it's different to what they're expecting. And most people don't expect really good video ads. So as soon as you have a really good video ad on YouTube in front of your customer, and they're already searching for it, that's where you get embedded so deeply. And it's exactly what you're talking about there. The oxytocin, like the, the stronger um, feelings of empathy, it's like it gets recorded and it doesn't get forgotten. And that's kind of how the brain works. And, uh, and that's kind of we're getting a bit geeky, but that's kind of like why video, I think, is so powerful. <laughs> I love this stuff. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I mean, this this podcast, I intend for people that are really serious about marketing. So I think knowing the psychology is such an important part of it because it makes you, it improves your arsenal. 
Um, and yeah. it's so cool that you have that amazing background because you have such, such skills. You're not some guy that just learned a few YouTube hacks and put it out there. There's so much going into it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Tom, you know, we were going to do some more stories and stuff, but it, running out of time, what, besides after strategy, what's the number one tactic that you're using right now to make YouTube ads really work for people? I think in terms of getting started with any YouTube advertising, I think we've already talked about how to create the video. And I think that that's an important part of it. Give good value, given a good experience with the user, start with the user in mind first and think what video would wow you if you were the customer sort of thing. So starting there, once you've created that video ad, there's a, there's a type of strategy that I actually teach in the workshop um, that is like an in-stream ad. So it's like the pre-roll ad that begins. But the targeting that you can do with this one technique is means it's so granular that it, you've got complete control. And what it is, is like, so it's, it's targeting what's called placements. And there's loads of different targeting options available to you, but um, placements is one that is just a no-brainer. And what it is, is like, you can literally say on YouTube, I want to advertise in front of that video. So if your competitor's releasing videos and you can show ads in front of them, in the vast majority of cases you can, um, or if, you, if there's a topic out there with videos about that topic that are exactly what you want to be getting in front of, if your customers are looking for exactly videos that you would think, oh, if they're looking at this stuff, it's going to be perfect for my message. You can choose those videos, like the URLs of the videos that you want to advertise in front of, add them as placements, and then your ads will show in front of that video. And it means that you just get in front of exactly the right audience. But because it, it's so granular, you can literally pause the, ad, the videos that aren't working for you and spend more money on the videos that are working for you to the point where you're like, great, this is working incredibly well for me. And that's like a, it's one of those campaigns that we build every single time with a client. And it, because we just know it works really well in terms of return on investment. Um, it's like the one that just, like you pay exactly the right sort of money, you pay on exactly the videos you want to advertise in front of, and it's the easiest place to get started with lower spend and making sure that you have a good reach as well. So it just gets you started, it proves to you that YouTube ads can work for your business, and then you're like, great, you get some proof of concept, then you can go and ex experiment with the profits you've made with other, other targeting options. But that's kind of like where I'd recommend people start, is like start with those placements, advertise with your pre-roll ad, and you should see really good results very quickly. Awesome, awesome, that's so exciting. So viewability.co.uk, if you click on the show notes, you'll be able to get to the link. Uh, Tom, you have to come back because obviously we both talk video, we both geek out, and I'm sure you have new <laughs> stuff next time. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Of course, I've loved it. I'm definitely all back, for sure. Awesome. And uh, thank you all for listening to Tom and I uh, geek out about video marketing and psychology and oxytocin. Uh, this is <laughs> Garlic. And make sure to check out Tom's course. Start using it. And let us know how it works for you. Let Tom and I know. And, you know, we're there to help. We're all here to help. Go to my uh, Facebook page. Let them know how it's working for you. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks again, Tom. Cheers. I love that episode. We kind of geeked out. Tom Breeze, psychology master, YouTube master, awesome, awesome guy. And, you know, he does it for different people. So these techniques work for everyone. You know, he talked about it, all the different techniques. But if you want to really create the strategy as well, go to iongarlic.com slash audio preview and get the right story, right time audio book preview to help you create that strategy right now. Thanks again for listening to the Garlic Marketing Show. 
That's it for the Garlic Marketing Show. If you want to get the inside scoop and the latest techniques, make sure to follow Ian Garlic on Facebook.